Today is the Saturday after Thanksgiving, and I trust you've all had a good meal with your family and your friends, and you're ready to celebrate Christmas, the birth of Jesus Christ. I think really Christmas wasn't as exciting to me after I became a believer. That sounds strange, but every day was Christmas after that. I didn't have to just pick one day to celebrate the fact that God became a man and was born in Bethlehem and lived and died for me and for you. Oh, I love Christmas. I love giving gifts and I love the decorations, but somehow the, the partying interferes with the worship. And I love the church signs that say, Jesus is the reason for this season. And so as we approach this holiday season, let's approach it with that thought in mind. Oh yeah, I love gifts and trees and lights and the parties, but let's remember why we're celebrating. We're celebrating the birth of a baby in a manger, a dirty manger with the cattle all around, not a hospital delivery room. And here in John, we're talking about the, the Last Supper. Jesus met with his disciples, and we found in, in verse 21 that he was in anguish of spirit. I love that. I don't love the fact that he was in anguish, but I love the fact that he, he was human as well as God. And when he lived on earth, he had the same emotions that we have. He just didn't have the ability to sin. But he was in anguish. And he said, one of you is going to betray me. And the disciples looked at each other. And they, they didn't know what he was talking about. And then Peter, I love Simon Peter, he always opened his mouth and put his foot in it. But he said, Lord, who is it? Tell us. He said, it's the one I honor by giving bread dipped in the sauce. See, they were having the Last Supper. And he had broken the bread and dipped it in the wine. And he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. And as soon as Judas had eaten it, um, Satan entered into him. And then Jesus said, hurry, do it now. Once again, that speaks of his humanity. If you're going to betray me, get it over with. Have you ever felt that way? If I have to go through a nightmare or a scenario, just get it over with. None of the others at the table knew what it meant. Some thought that since Judas was their treasurer, Jesus was telling him to go pay for the food or give money to the poor. Isn't that funny? Now they were his disciples. They didn't have a clue. And Judas left at once and went out into the night. I guess so. 
As soon as he left the room, Jesus said, my time has come. God, that's hard for me to think about. He knew what he faced. The glory of God will soon surround me and God will receive great praise because of all that happens to me. And I have to remember that it was a terrible nightmare. I heard a YouTube video by Jim, I can't pronounce his last name. He played Jesus in the Chosen. If you could pull that YouTube video up, it touches your heart. Because this man who played Jesus spoke of the torment he went through just as an actor. The pain and suffering just to portray the life. And this awful scenario, God received great praise. That's hard to understand except that the praise was God's provision for you and me in time that we might have all of our sins forgiven. And then Jesus said, God will give me his glory very soon. Children, how brief are these moments before I must go away and leave you? And even though you search for me, you can't come to me, just as I told the Jewish leaders. And listen what he said. Pay careful attention. Verse 34. I'm giving a new commandment to you now. Love each other just as much as I love you. Your strong love for each other will prove to the world that you're my disciples. Did you know you prove that you are a disciple of Jesus by the way you love others? Now let's talk for a minute about why it was a new commandment. It hadn't been given before. Because you see, before Jesus died and the Holy Spirit was given to us, we absolutely did not have the power to love others as much as God loves us. How much does God love us? Enough to give his son. And how much do we deserve it? We don't deserve it in the least. And so who are we to not love others because of their behavior? You see, if, if they don't behave the way I know God would have them behave, we don't love them. But I believe that if we love the way God loved, we would have a lot more influence in this world. I think the world is driven today by hate. Hate such as I've never seen before. And when I saw the new, I think it's smash and grab. I don't know, I think that's it. Were the people just breaking the stores and, and looted and steal? I saw the Louis Vuitton store in California. They took all the merchandise out of it. Do you realize it's, that someone lost all their livelihood? Because these people, and no one was there to stop them. You see, there's hate. You don't go harm somebody unless you hate them. You don't go break in the store and take all the merchandise unless you hate them. 
The world is ruled by hate today. I hate to say it. I do hate to say it. But God has given us a new commandment. And you know why I choose to love people? Because I feel better. And I want you to know that it's a selfish motive. You see, I like to feel good. I have felt bad and guilty and depressed because of my behavior or my speech. I don't like that. You see, I can't keep from disobeying God because I'm not perfect. And I have an old sin nature that will not leave me as long as there's breath in my lungs. But I have the privilege of confessing my sin and trusting God to forgive me and cleanse me of it. That means I'm clean. I'm just as I've never did it. And that's how God got the glory. And then Simon Peter speaks up again. Don't you love him? He says, hey, Master, where are you going? I would ask that question. You gonna go away? We've given up everything to follow you? And Jesus answered him, you can't go with me now, but you will follow me later. They didn't have a clue what he was talking about. You see, he had to die. He had to rise from the dead, get rid of our sin, and come back. And then Peter said, why can't I come now? I'm ready to die for you. Isn't that great? Jesus answered, you see, he knew the future. Remember that. You can't fool him, because he knows your future. He knows what I'm gonna do this afternoon, and tonight, and tomorrow. Jesus said, die for me? Three times before the cock crows, tomorrow morning, you will deny that you ever knew me. How you like that? And as we read on in John, we see that that really happened. I'm sure Peter was shocked. Now I'd like to pick up a few verses in John chapter 14. The first verse is so relevant for today. As I, I look at the news, which I usually just turn off, I see another virus variant headed our way. What's going on? We've always had viruses. I don't deny the danger of the COVID virus. I don't deny that. But I do think this verse in John 14, 1 applies to you and me today. In the midst of a virus, in the midst of an uncertain future, what does Jesus say to us? Listen to his words. I'm merely repeating what I read. Let not your heart be troubled. I see people that are so troubled, they're paralyzed by inflation, uh, supply chain, viruses. What does Jesus say? I got it. You trust me. You're trusting God. 
He said, trust in me. And then he promises the rapture. He said, there are many homes where my father lives. In the King James, it says, in my father's house, there are many mansions. And I'm going to prepare a place for you. And when everything's ready, I'm going to come and get you so that you can always be with me where I am. If this weren't so, I would tell you plainly. And you know where I'm going and how to get there. And Thomas, doubting, Thomas, he's called. He said, we don't know. We don't have any idea where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus then quoted probably one of the most quoted verses in all the Bible. One you should know and choose to believe. Jesus said, I'm the way. I'm the truth and the life. Listen to the next statement. No one can get to the Father except by means of me. If you had known who I am, you would have known who my Father is. From now on, you will know him, and you will have seen him. Because you see, he is the image of his Father. And then Philip said, show us the Father and we'll be satisfied. And then Jesus said to Philip, don't you know who I am? After all this time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking to see him? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? These words are not my own, but are from my Father who lives in me. And he does his work through me. Just believe it, that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me. Just believe it because of the miracles you've seen me do. If you don't want to believe what he says, believe in what he's done. His miracles were to prove who he was and people followed him for what they could get out of him, not necessarily because they believed in who he was. What a picture of humanity. We follow people who promise to give us something. We should follow the person who promises to make us who God would have us to be. Thank you for listening. God bless you.